Hello and welcome to New England Beer Reviews, episode 47, Double Dry Hop Mass Ave. My name's TJ Davis, alongside Emily Schick. How the fuck are you, you fucking masshole? I'm pretty good, you know. Felt like masshole was the good thing to put in the Zencaster, because, you know... Mass Ave, kid. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you don't have to explain it to them every time, but yeah, no, that makes sense. Mass Ave, kid. <laughs> what are you, from fucking Everett? <laughs> nah, I'm from fucking Charlestown. Oh, okay. Um. All right. Well, why don't we get right into this? Beer number one today comes to us from Trillium. It is Double Dry Hop Mass Ave. It's a double IPA from Trillium in three, two, one. Crack. Did not spray myself in the face. Very nice. Now, since I still haven't um, busted out a glass since my move, while you take the time and pour, I'm going to read to you, dear listeners, um, the fucking untapped description of this thing. For DDH Mass Ave, we've taken one of our favorite hops in Mosaic and turned it all the way up, pouring a glowing deep yellow with substantial haze, a mouth-watering aroma jumps from the glass. Notes of preserved peach, fresh-squeezed grapefruit juice, and creamy mango panna cotta delight the senses. A plush, palate-saturating mouthfeel, mild piney bitterness, and dry finish combine to create a balanced and drinkable double IPA with heightened aromatics. I mean, yeah, it, it it's pretty fucking good. It does, like, everything that they say that they're doing. Although, I'm not gonna lie, that description is, like, I love Trillium, but they just seem to get almost... Ugh more pretentious over the years i don't know that i feel like i feel like that's sort of deserved though because you know trillium consistently executes things at a very high quality especially compared to like a lot of other places so oh absolutely i mean be fucking pretentious i I, ah man i'd be willing to say that they're the best brewery in massachusetts and that's with some pretty stiff fucking competition. Agreed. Plus, I'm sure that we're going to be uh, talking about their beer more since I now only live like eight and a half miles away. Mm-hmm. So that's fucking rad. <laughs> it sure is. Although I lived like five minutes away from the Fenway location and we fucking literally tried to go there once, I think. You did not live five minutes away from the Fenway. Lo- well, wait. Um, maybe 10 yeah i'd say like 10 maybe but yeah like i think that didn't trillium fenway open either just before or like during the pandemic um i think just before yeah so but like pretty damn close to the beginning of the pandemic uh, I know that they were doing, like, takeout beer during the pandemic. I think we got takeout beer when we went there. We, we did end up getting takeout beer there once. We wanted to, like, grab a beer, but it was raining, so their outdoor was closed. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So we got takeout beer and took it back to my place, I'm guessing. 
Um, <laughs> Probably a good guess. But yeah, um, I don't know what else I can really say about this beer because I think their description does do it justice. I'm not getting much of the creamy mango panna cotta, but like I'm getting something else in there, which is probably the creamy mango panna panna cotta. Yeah, it, uh, I don't know. It yep. just sort of tastes like va- vaguely fruity and hoppy to me. <laughs> yes. That's not a great way to put it. <laughs> me talk about beer good. <laughs> All right. Well, me this good, me real good. This is probably going to be yet again a fairly beer heavy episode. Um, because, you know, we had like four weeks in a row where we had guests, so we didn't talk about like a bunch of different beers. But we're getting closer and closer to being fully caught up. This time, though, is going to be taking place almost exclusively outside of New England. Just not just outside of New England, but in um, Ohio, Iowa, Indiana, Indiana. You know, that other place that exists. Yeah. It's fucking all of them fucking mix the same because Emily and I hung out. Yeah. Emily and I hung out before I moved out of the old place and we ended up going to Fort Point Market and um, use the five minute takeout spot to go to Fort Point Market because beer is food. Beer is food. God damn it. I mean, it didn't they used to call it liquid bread? Yes. Yes. Like to Hanke. Mm -hmm. I think that might actually be, I don't know if it's the current Egyptian word or the ancient Egyptian word. Or is Tehenke one of the old gods? I have no fucking clue, honestly. Yeah, neither do I. That beer was tasty, though. I'd I'd be interested to try that again because I'm sure that my opinion will have changed. Um... (laughs) So, yeah, folks who are local to Boston... uh, it's on Congress Street. Folks who aren't local to Boston still go there. It's on Congress Street in Fort Point. So you cross the Fort Point Channel and you're technically in Southie. Uh, I will say this, that parking in like the Seaport Fort Point area has gotten shittier Sucks. and shittier. Why, I remember when most of the seaport was parking lots, and Mm -hmm. now you're lucky to find a fucking street spot because there are no more parking lots. Yeah, because they keep taking all of the surface lots and making them buildings. Yes. Without, like, planning for... Well, they're probably planning for parking for the building itself, but fuck everybody else. Yeah, and they often don't, because I don't think they're required to. It's not like it's a suburb. Oh, man. I love this city, but there are times that I really want to say, wow, fuck this city. Honestly, like, fuck high-end real estate real estate development. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially because they're building all of these housing units that are generally unaffordable to most people. And the people who can't afford them are probably paying much too high of a percentage of their income, even though they're making like six figures, which should tell you something about how much these places cost. Well, um, and, and many of them uh, sit empty because they're just owned by foreign investment firms. Mm-hmm. So, Or people who buy them to turn them into Airbnbs. 
Oh, yeah. Which also could be foreign investment firms or just local investment dicks. Um, yeah. Which is part of the reason we have such a fucking housing crisis. Yay. Thanks, Airbnb. Um, and the other part of it is it's like, it's like they're still kind of building new office buildings, and it's like fucking why? Like, why? there's why would anybody build an office well, be- building because, at this point? Because we already had it planned, and and you know it was what we were gonna do anyway. So why don't we just keep on doing it, even though? Why? Yeah, why? The only reason I can see for needing like a physical space is if like you do stuff that requires a physical space, like lab work. Yes. Like you can't do lab work remote i mean you can write stuff up remote but like the actual lab work itself you kind of have to fucking be there but it's like yeah for something like just offices why why does anybody even do that anymore because boomers think that you know people won't be as productive at home and it's like um i think we've just proven that that's not accurate it's more managers and supervisors have to feel like their job is actually worth something. And the only thing that their job is worth is to breathe down the necks of their underlings. And if they're not in the office, it makes it slightly harder to get that power trip. Yeah. Which is why like I, I currently have what I'm pretty sure is another millennial managing me and nice. It's fucking phenomenal. Like, it's like, yeah, I feel like we have a good relationship. We've like seen each other's faces plenty. We've showed off each other's cats, mm-hmm. like, which is another thing you can't do in the office. You can't show off your cat. Yeah, but you can have, you know, them buy you a pizza party that's mandatory to go to, even if you don't like pizza, but you have to be there because we need to build a corporate culture. It's like, yeah. no, man, like, especially in a job like that. All I want to fucking do is do my job and get paid. Fuck, Mm -hmm. like, every job I've had, all I want to do is just do my job and get paid. I don't want to have to be friends with people. If I become friends with them, then hey, cool. Yeah, but but don't force it on me. Yeah, like, especially, like, the more you force it on me, the more I'm going to be like, haha, fuck you. Yeah, basically. Um, All right, so we're, like, ten minutes in, and we've talked about a beer. So hey, a beer. Let's let's go on our trip to Columbus, Indiana. Not that we actually went to Columbus, Indiana, because other than going to 450 North, why the fuck would I go there? Yeah, I don't know a damn thing about Columbus, Indiana. I mean, why the fuck would I go to Indiana at all? Um, I don't know. The same reason I did, because somebody paid for you to go there because you had to do a thing. Yeah, I, I guess that's good enough reason. But uh, I'm like... No, I can't imagine being like, I'm going to go to Indiana on vacation. Sorry yeah. if there's anyone from Indiana listening to us. Like, Oh, no, it's been it's been a while since we've uh, said fuck you to a state. But hey, fuck you, Indiana. Except for 450 North. <laughs> <laughs> a special, and a special fuck you to Gary. Ah, uh, yes. Gary, Indiana. Gary... Gary Indiana. The, the city that makes Detroit look nice. <laughs> Which, it's it's not a lie. It, it, nope. it is considered the worst city in the United States. Which, given that Detroit exists, that's uh, 
<laughs> I love that we're shitting on Detroit. Detroit, like, isn't great, but it hasn't been, like, the shithole that it was since, like, the mid-90s. Because they, yeah. they tried to clean it up a whole bunch. They have cleaned... Well, I mean, the, there's, like, Detroit's one of those places that I'm pretty sure you could still, like, buy a house for the price of a VCR, more or less. Um <laughs> Like no, like I. That's kind of an exaggeration, but I'm pretty sure you can buy like a house for ten grand in fucking Detroit. Uh, um, I'm not surprised. It doesn't mean in that there's anything good about the house, but I think that it's doable. Um, the other, but like I still, I still crack up thinking about the time that I had to do a site visit in Newark, and I was with a dude from Detroit, and he was like, "Look, man, I hope this means something coming from me because I live in Detroit." this place sucks. And I was like, oh man, the Detroit guy is like, fuck Newark. This place is a shithole. And it's like, okay. I, so my feelings about Newark are not wrong. Indeed. All right. So the first beer that we had from 450 North was their slushy double XL secret formula. It's part of their, um, SpongeBob series that they did. Um, we don't know what the fuck the flavor is because it's a secret formula. Yeah. I feel like I remember it being kind of pina colada, banana daiquiri without the rum extract. Like, yeah, it was like kind of tropically something, something bullshit. Like, yeah, uh, I felt like it was like a pineapple, coconut, banana, something. Yeah, I actually really, really enjoyed this one. Yeah, it was really tasty. Um, again, Fort Point Market, they have a fantastic beer selection and by far the largest selection of 450 North stuff that either of us have fucking seen. Absolutely. And if they still have this, highly recommend grabbing it. They do do singles, which is a great thing, too. Yeah, Although, we just like, got like a fuck ton of singles. They, yeah. I mean, you they always charge you more when you get a single, but like it's still cheaper than like if you don't want to get a whole ass four pack of something like it's still obviously cheaper than buying like a bunch of, you know, fewer, f getting fewer things in four packs. Yeah. I mean, especially doing their stuff because of the vast selection that they have. It's, it's more worth it to you to just get like 12 singles and go home and pretend like you're at the bar. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you can find some uh, ASMR of bar noises online so if you want to feel like you're in the bar and then just ask your kids to like punch you in the kidneys every once in a while <laughs> i mean i can punch you in the kidneys every once in a while if you want yeah but you'd punch too hard uh but yeah secret formula it was super fucking tasty again like i'm sure that we're going to be doing this like the entire time we're talking about beer about the beer but like it's 450 north i'm not super surprised oh but we are going to have one that we're going to shit on hard oh yeah we are um but yeah i mean again shout out to fort fort point market like they get i mean not only do they have the biggest selection of 450 north i've ever seen they get a lot of stuff that like you just don't see other places for the most part yeah i am curious who their beer buyer is because like they definitely seem to know their shit and have good connections i was gonna say the uh like they seem to have better con connections than kamal <laughs> um like i was gonna say the the uh best fellatio giver filator in the boston area 
huh? Why why are we talking about oral sex? Because the person who does who gets their beer selection is so good at giving head that they can get anything they want. Just like, hey man, can I get some 450 North? I'll suck your dick, man. But like, this is a person that everybody's like, oh my God, have you had your dick sucked by this guy yet? Jesus Christ, he's the best. Seriously. I wish my wife could pay him to teach my wife some shit. Oh, I think it'd be more funny is if they were just mediocre, but because they are just so enthusiastic, everyone's like, hey, you got to check this out, man. (laughs) Hey, look, man, I, I still argue that enthusiasm can definitely make up for some lack of skills in the bedroom. Yeah, it definitely can. Um, all right. Let's All right. So the next one is why why are you saying like it's not my turn to introduce? Um Oh no, that was just my general. <laughs> oh. Uh, yes, that's right, because life sucks. Um yes. <laughs> so this one was slush mallow, fun with jellyfish. Um this one is was conditioned on strawberry, raspberry, peanut butter, marshmallow, and banana, and it also fucking ruled. Um, yeah. <laughs> peanut butter is like, as we'll talk about later, 450 North does not always do real well with non-fruit flavors. Um, yeah, peanut butter I, like, works fine. I thought it was fine. I think that we both would have rated this higher, and bear in mind, we both rated it a 4.5. We both probably would have rated it higher if their peanut butter, if like they used more peanut butter powder or because like the peanut butter just wasn't quite where I wanted it to be. True, but it wasn't unfindable by any means. Oh, no, you could still taste it in there, but like everything else in it came through more, which is surprising because banana has a habit of like drowning a lot of flavors out. And I feel like especially 450 North knows how to use banana in moderation so that you can still taste everything else. Agreed. Like, that's the reason when I was making green smoothies that I never used banana because, like, it's like, okay, so it's going to either taste like banana or it will taste like everything else. So I always chose everything else because, yeah. Yeah. No, I I usually like the everything else myself. Yeah. Mm, everything else oh, I can't do a good like <laughs> oh, no no now it just sounds like I'm sucking dick <laughs> uh, wow that sounds like you're bad at it oh I'm sure I would be <laughs> well you 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 just lost any chance you had at getting a job as a you know beer buyer god damn it <laughs> all right Next up is yet another SpongeBob one that they did. Slushy Nation Double XL. This one is conditioned on plum, blueberry, soursop, lemon, peach, and strawberry. All right, so soursop is essentially just like sour mix. It's like a lemon lime, right? No, I think soursop's an actual fruit. Uh, hold, please. Hold, please. Um... Do, 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 do. Oh, I made myself sad. Um, yeah. Soursop is a broadleaf. It's the fruit of a broadleaf flowering evergreen tree. It is native to the tropical regions of the Americas and the Caribbean and is widely propagated. 
Ah, it is in the same genus as Cherimoya. Um, so yeah, I was right. It isn't. It's just like it is a fucking fruit. Does it have a flavor profile on there? Let us see here. With an aroma similar to pineapple, the flavor of the fruit has been described as a combination of strawberries and apple with sour citrus flavor notes, contrasting with an underlying thick, creamy texture reminiscent of banana. Huh. That makes me interested to try just sour sop alone sometime. Yeah, plus it looks kind of like a, uh, I don't know, like if you took somebody's heart out of their chest and made it like green and spiky. Rad. <laughs> like more or less, it's like she. It, well, I don't know. You look it up. It's sh- it's shaped like a heart. It's interesting. Cool. I will have to check that out at some time. Um. But yeah, the slushy nation. It was less tasty than the other things that we had had thus far, but yeah, still pretty good. Yeah, I feel like the we we just sort of blind picked things, and we started out with the two best ones. Oops. Yeah. Uh, were those actually the two best? I think, you I might think be they right. were. Yeah, that is unfortunate. Yeah, shit happens. Um, <sighs> Would you like to introduce our next one, Emily? Eh, no, just kidding. Um, The next one, which... Is this the one that we checked in from having before? No, or... no, Okay, no. we did it, have this, this one. Yeah. Okay. This is one that I dug the fuck out of that you did not dig the fuck out of nearly as much as me, but I really enjoyed because this was the highest one that I rated. Mm. So this was uh, Slushy XL Piranha Punch. So this one er, is conditioned on raspberry, red tropical fruit punch, peach, passion fruit, watermelon, lemonade, and pink guava. And I wish I could explain why this one didn't work as well for me as it probably should have because like... This is one that by all accounts, like that the the fruits in there should have made me like absolutely adore this. And I oh, don't yeah. remember exactly what it is about it that didn't work as well. Whereas I fucking love this one. So Emily gave it a 4.25. I gave it a 4.75. I don't know. Like for me, I don't know what about it made me love it so much because usually I'm not a huge fan of like passion fruit or... I don't really know how I feel about guava, but I think like the pink guava in there really brought everything together for me and just tickled my taste buds in a most tantalizing way. (laughs) I think guava is a flavor that like, I I don't know. I think a lot of, uh, especially, you know, Northern white people probably don't are, are like, yeah, all tropical fruit tastes the same, and it's like it absolutely fucking does no, not. Like it, it absolutely fucking does not. Like guava is um, honestly one of my favorites. Um, I don't know that I've ever had like guava by itself, but like just give you know think about that like guava and cheese empanada that they have at uh, the Puerto Rican pizza place near me. Yeah, yeah, I I, I know what you're talking about, man. Like, I think it's really fucking tasty. It's got an interesting tartness. Yeah, it's like tart and sweet at the same time. And like, yeah, it's just extremely, I, I find it an extremely pleasurable flavor. Um, And speaking of pleasurable. Pleasurable. Not the next one? 
not the next one. Our next one was the Slushmallow Hotcakes. Uh, it is blackberry, blueberry, maple syrup, marshmallow, and butter rum. And I also didn't realize that it's butter rum when yeah, we had it. Yeah, that might be why it, that might be the thing that killed it, not the maple. I think the maple didn't help it because I think it was artificial maple, not like maple. Yeah, but that's that's a huge problem for me. Looking at this and seeing the butter rum, yeah, knowing that it's butter rum extract and not butter rum, that might be what like really killed it. Like yes. honestly, highly recommend if you get stuff from Four Fifty North, stick with their fruited stuff. You can go with the stuff that has vanilla because their vanilla extract is, or even like chocolate, its stuff is or, fine. Yeah, the chocolate is fine. But, but like, I'm guessing that the chocolate is probably like actual chocolate, maybe, and not probably. chocolate extract. But like anything that says like rum or even potentially maple, because we uh, don't know. Yeah, Just we don't know. Avoid. And also almond extract, because like yeah. I had the the other one of theirs that I hated was the uh, the one that had it was both rum extract and almond extract, and it was fucking bad. Oh, was it like a mai tai? No, it was. I don't even think it was trying to be a mai tai. I think it was trying to be something dumber, and oh. it, it absolutely did not work. Like it actually was, I think, worse than this one. Maybe a zombie. Maybe. I mean, fucking all those tiki drinks are just like the same six ingredients repeated in different ways, different permutations. Uh, but yeah, holy dick balls, this one sucked. Honestly, we should have rated it lower than the 3.75 that we did. But we're also kind of nice and don't want to lower our rating horribly. Yeah. But yeah, this should have been like a 3.25. Absolutely. This was not good. <clears throat> it was not good. It was definitely a chug it down before it warms up or else I'm going to fucking pour this thing out because it is gross. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, like, I would say that I still think that it was, despite the, the knowing now that there is butter, the butter rum extract in there, I still think it did have artificial maple because, like, my God, man, you want to offend a New Englander? Like, make it straight artificial maple. Like, because there are, okay, in fairness, there are good artificial maples. Like, I don't know, if you get, like, I don't know, it, shitty pancakes from fucking IHOP or some crap and you put on like the fake maple syrup that kind mm. of fucking works because like the flavor profiles are working or together fake, or fake maple on Eggos like yeah you know yeah. that works like you don't want to you don't want to fucking waste good maple syrup on fucking Eggo waffles unless you're me unless you're you um because suck it i will put i will put real maple syrup on anything or in anything like well not anything but... in anything you say <laughs> uh yeah let me let me go make some um oh man uh i don't know something with a lot of garlic that that'll go really well Ooh. Ew, no no don't get don't get like actual ideas from my joke suggestion Oh, it just made me think, like, maybe you could do, like, candy, candied roasted garlic. Oh, fuck you. That might actually work. That I, might actually work. I will let you try that by yourself, though. Oh, and no. Then, you, you, and then if it's not horrifying, well, you'd have I don't know that I trust you to 
not to, to be able to tell when something is actually horrifying considering the shit that you eat and drink no i mean i i can be objective about these things it's just you know most of the time it's like meh it's all right that's like you say oh i can be objective about movies oh rubber was great <laughs> we're not gonna let you live that down for you know that right <sighs> Why do I have any reason to feel shame about that? I really enjoyed that movie. You guys definitely shat hard on it and made me question about my enjoyment on it, but it's fucking weird and I dig it. Could it be a better movie? Fuck yeah. Do I still enjoy it? Fuck yeah. Oh, sorry. Spoilers for a future episode of uh, See It or Screw It. Thanks, Emily. <laughs> Themily? Themily. <laughs> Thanks, Ants. Thanks. I really wish that Look Around You was on anything. Yeah, I, I'm glad that YouTube has like a episode. Is it like the calcium one or whatever? I don't know. Uh, whatever fucking episode you might be it is. Right. It may or it's something. They have an episode. But yeah. like it it's like it seem it seems to be like kind of hard to buy on anything but like a physical media format. It's another one of those things that it's like, dude, people clearly liked this. Why the fuck is it like impossible to find? Like, I will fucking pay money for this. And it's just like, meh, we don't have it. Yes. Which, again, weird. Almost as weird as that Tabla Beat Science CD not being on any streaming service. I don't know if it's not on any streaming service. It's not oh, on the one that I pay for. Yeah. Google Play. Hey, well, at least YouTube it's not... music now. Oh, yeah. Hey, at least it's not Spotify because fuck you, Joe Rogan. Yep. Uh, eat an entire bag of dicks, Joe Rogan. Oh, my God. Eat an entire bag of dicks. And like, I don't want them to be like, you know, fucking cocktail wieners. I want you to like have to slowly gnaw on Long Dong. Yeah, I mean, this this feels like a better direction to go than uh, actionable threats. Like, I love that Liam has had to start being like, I really hope that this person, like Joe Rogan, has a nice time. <laughs> yeah, no, no actionable threats here. I mean, not that anyone would ever fucking notice. But, you know. Well, maybe see it or screw it takes off and then people start listening to this. I, I honestly don't really care. We just do this shit for fun. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, all right. I mean, fingers crossed that Liam getting into Flame Wars on Twitter somehow works out well for us in terms of getting listenership. Because, man, people love to fucking fight with Liam on Twitter and it is the funniest thing. Well, yeah, because he fucking feeds the trolls, so... <sighs> yeah, but he does it in an entertaining way. It is really fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> like, Liam's a lot of the reason I spend more time on Twitter these days, because he it's just like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, go Liam! Yay, Liam! <laughs> Yay, Liam! All right, would you like to move on to our next 450 North? I quit drinking beer. No, I'm just kidding. Never. Never, never. Never. Unless we, like, I don't know, magically fix all the problems in the world, and it seems like, you know, trying to survive as long as possible might actually be a good idea. And another, in which, uh, 
doesn't at this point. So, you know, fuck my liver and all that. Yes. Um, so for me, it's unless a doctor tells me you need to stop drinking or else you'll die. And then it's like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, if they're like a way to die. It, it, was, it is a terrible way to die. I was going to say, like, also, you know, because usually when they're getting to that point, it's like you you have like at best a year, I think, when mm-hmm. you get to that point that they're telling you that. So, yeah, I'm I'm close. Um, yeah, I know. I'm just letting you that's know. That's also what she said. Um, almost, almost, almost. There we are. So the next one is another one that has a somewhat weird flavor profile. Um, so this is Slushy Shake Triple XL. Um, this one is conditioned on strawberry, banana, vanilla ice cream, chocolate, and vanilla ice cream. Uh, no, um, no, vanilla. Or vanilla cr- chocolate and vanilla cream. Yeah, whatever. I added an extra fucking word in there. Sorry. Um, yeah, just take me out back and shoot me. I'm, I'm useless. Um, <laughs> I gotta put you down, old yeller. Sure do. Um, I'm not sure you wouldn't be doing me a favor. Um, so, yeah, this is... This was, I mean, this was pretty good. I like. I will say this because, like, it's kind of like a Neapolitan beer with extra shit. Um, and I've had Neapolitan beers that I liked better than this. I've had ones that I liked less than this too. Um, it is the, like Neapolitan is a flavor profile that is kind of hard to pull off. Um, Funky Buddha before they sold out is probably the best I ever had. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. But I don't know if we could really call it a Neapolitan beer. I think it's it not really. I think it would have been better if it was a Neapolitan beer. Yeah, if, if you lost the goddamn banana, it would have. Like this was one where there was just like, why the fuck is there banana in here? The yeah, the banana just blew out... out everything. Yeah, the banana blew out way too many of the other flavors, and I think that's really the reason that we didn't like it as much. Because um, I don't think that the the chocolate or the vanilla or the strawberry were really overpowering or that they tasted gross or syrupy or fake or anything. I think that the banana just sort of drowned everything else out. And it's like, come the fuck on, man. Like we've had, okay, let's, uh, you know, so this has ice cream in it. We, in the last couple of months, have had a couple of beers that had soft serve ice cream in, in there. And, like, they worked fucking amazing. Like, the only thing I could think of that really held this one back was the banana. Yeah. No, that was exactly what I was thinking when we were drinking it, too. It's yeah. like, if there was no banana in here, this has potential to be amazing. But the banana just fucking killed it. Yeah. Like, I, I would say that if you're going to insist on using banana in a flavor, in a... um in a formula like that what i would probably suggest is that you do it with like those bananas that are still kind of green because the like my mother can't handle the flavor of ripe bananas but like so she but she can do green bananas because it changes the flavor profile some it makes it like less sweet i still don't think that that would have helped it i think that they should have just cut the banana all together Like, cutting the banana all together would have made it better. I'm saying that if you were insistent on putting bananas in, like, you were like, I am going to fucking quit if we don't put bananas in this beer, and this is, like, your best brewer or some shit. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I'd I say put a lot less in and put in green bananas, and you might have, like, at least 
kind of made it a background flavor instead of like the main flavor in something that's clearly not supposed to be the main flavor in. Yeah, like that's what kind of blows my mind with it is, you know, clearly you're going for a Neapolitan. I guess, I don't know, maybe they were going Neapolitan banana split sundae. Yeah, that's that's what they were going for. But the problem is, is that if you think about a Neapolitan banana split sundae, the banana, it, it does end up more or less being kind of a background flavor. Because in that in that particular form, it does the banana does not overpower the other flavors where like here it was like, man, I understand like where your where your head was going, but no. 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 Um, all right. Well, Emily, sip, 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 sip. I'm gonna introduce our next beer. Our next beer is a collaboration. So we're closer to New England, but at Mortalis, but also in Indiana. Uh, it's the slushy double XL Hydra under the sea. It is dragon fruit, passion fruit, peach, mango, tangerine, marshmallow, and limoncello. Um, it was still pretty damn good. Yeah, like, I thought this worked pretty well. We both gave it 4.25s. Mm-hmm. Um, and like th- all the flavors, I think, come through pretty well. They do. I think the only one that kind of threw me off a little was the limoncello. Like, I don't think that the limoncello mixed as well with the other flavors as they wanted it to. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because um, you already have enough, like, sort of citrus tart, like citrus and tart in there that I don't think you need the limoncello. I think that that's just more something that they were trying. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Like, I, I think that remembering how they, they like, if, if the information I have gotten is accurate, I think remembering how they do their beers is kind of uh, relevant here in the sense that like, from what I've heard, 450 North does not brew the same beer twice. Like they're, these are all formulas they will never brew again. So like, if that's the case, then like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'd be throwing all kinds of crap in a beer and just seeing how it turns out. Because like, whether it turns out great, mediocre or terrible, you're not brewing it again, no matter what. So like, hopefully it allows you to kind of like refine, like, you know, your idea of like, these things work well with these other things or they don't. But like, yeah, man, at some point you're like, you're going to just like throw stuff at a wall and see what sticks. Because like, if you're not brewing the same things over and over again, like the fuck else are you going to do? Like at some point you're going to run out of combinations. In Well, I don't know. There are a lot of different permutations that you can do given the there are, but ingredients like, that they use. But there are things that, you know, you should stop doing like using extracts you yeah don't fucking like again i understand the purpose of using extracts there's a reason that people use peanut butter powder instead of actual peanut butter because despite the fact that like you know peanut but peanut is usually a fairly strong flavor like it won't come across unless you're using peanut butter powder and you're using a fuck ton of it yeah like I think that extract probably functions the same way. Like I shudder to think the number of almonds that you'd probably have to put in a beer to get it to show up uh, well enough. But like almond extract is not the same fucking flavor as almond. Like I understand the concept. 
but you're losing too many other components of that flavor to make it actually work well. It's like the same thing with maple syrup. I understand that fucking maple syrup is expensive. So if you can't afford maple syrup, don't fucking put maple in a beer. I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to die on this hill. It's the same thing. Like, if, you know, donut shops. If you can't use real maple in your maple glaze, don't make maple glaze. Please do the world a favor. Because there are places that do, and it tastes great. Yes. Sip, sip, sip. Real maple forever. Sip, sip, sip. Sip, 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 yay! Woo! I'm not going to slam my expensive glass that's limited edition that I can never replace down on a table, but, you know, it it sounds like a good thing to do. Especially since I no longer have either of my glasses of those, I would be sad by proxy for you to lose your 2017? Yeah, uh, I, I'm, you know what, man, to, to remind me later, I'm happy to give you any dupes that I have. I don't need two of, of a bunch of these. Oh, I don't think you have two of those anymore either. I think I actually do. Oh, I, think I thought I broke I think one of them. Okay, I have two of one of the goblets, and I don't remember which one. But like, uh, I'm happy to give you anything that I have a dupe of. Yeah. I don't need two of them, any of them. Yeah. All right, so. Our next beer today comes to us from Trillium as well. Shocker! It's it's a double IPA called Elliot Tower. After we crack, we'll get into what it's about. Um, three, two, one, crack. I'm getting better at remembering to lean back. Yes. Um, while Emily pours hers so that she can take the picture, I will read to you their untapped description. This is the bigger sibling to Trailside IPA. Elliot Tower pours a soft, light orange with a glowing haze. Juicy, tropical fruit greets the nose up front, leading leading with aromas of sticky mango, pineapple sorbet, and lychee. Citrus and stone fruit play supporting roles, offering up notes of ripe peach, apricot candy, and grapefruit zest. Ah, weak. Medium-bodied, with a palate-coating, soft approach, Elliot Tower finishes dry with a tame, gentle bitterness. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty tasty. I don't really think it's amazing. It's probably like a 4.25 once I check it in. Okay, let me clarify that for you. But it is tasty. It is not amazing by Trillium standards. True. You compare this there, there to we most go. other things, Compare this to a fucking Bud Light, and it's like, this will rock your socks. No, no, no. You're, you're, you're aiming way too fucking low there. Compare this to something like a Brightside IPA from Lone Pine. Like something that's actually decent, but like is still not even close to this. Yeah. Like Bud Light is not, is barely drinkable. Like it is probably your worst fucking, God damn it, I have the hiccups. It is probably your worst option of the big three. Period. Um, 
that's not a fair comparison. Uh, okay, I'm going to have to take care of this hiccup situation at some point, so you're going to have to fucking talk. Yeah, all right, I'll talk, because um, we've got five more beverages that we want to get through before we get to pop culture. So, and potentially others, we'll see how it goes. Um, No, we have five more at most that we're going to get through tonight, oh. today, on this episode, because we're, mm. at, we're at 45 minutes. Oh. Trust me, trust me when I'm fucking producing, editing, and starring in this goddamn shit. (laughs) No. Sorry, my financial backer is saying no. I I, I mean, you say, trust me when I'm doing all the work. No, the answer is still no. Uh, All right, so... Since Emily doesn't have the hiccups anymore, I'm still going to introduce the next beer. The next beer yeah. is another collaboration. Um, it is Slushy Double XL Meow. Um, again from their SpongeBob series. This one was made with Drecker Brewing Company. We've talked about them before from Fargo, North Dakota. It's conditioned on triple pink guava, double passion fruit, and double apricot. I thought it was tasty, but I wanted, I think that what hurt me with this one specifically is I don't care for apricot. If they had done any other fruit instead of apricot, like if they did like double passion, double dragon fruit in there with like the passion fruit and the guava, that could have been bomb as shit. The thing that I've always found curious is that like you like a lot of things that are kind of like in the apricot family of both flavor and fruit and like don't like apricot yeah it's like i wonder i i i I wish i could i wish i i you know what i really want i just want to have like a like liquid chromatography mass spec machine just like in my office or something like i guarantee you that that's probably like I don't know, like a six-figure... That would be like a six-figure price tag, probably. But, like, wouldn't it be fun to just, like, I don't know, you're, like, drinking with your friends, and you're like, I wonder what's in this beer, and you just, like, shove it into your LCMS, and you're like, look, it's got this stuff in it. Like, I would do that. It's It's like having an air fryer and trying to figure out, can you fry this? It's the same thing. It's just like, <laughs> I want to break this down into its chemical components so I can understand flavors. Um, I can tell you, you can fry anything if you try no, hard you can't. enough. No, you fucking can't. But dep- you have to- Okay. The reason I say no, you can't is because I did buy a uh, small, cheap air fryer, which like, Folks, if you're going to buy yourself an air fryer, do not fucking buy one with a small basket because it's more or less useless. Like I have fried chicken legs in there and it fits like one at a time and it takes like 20 minutes per. So like you're like standing there for like 20 minutes being like, okay, that's one chicken leg. Um, So, yeah, don't fucking get a small one. But when I first got it, I think that. Chris decided to air fry bananas. Um, take a wild guess what happens when you air fry a banana. 
Well, I'm going to guess he didn't put anything on the banana and it just sort of melted. More or less, yeah. That's yeah. pretty much what happens. Like, actually, what like it did end up being an interesting experiment because he like took, you know, the air fried banana mush, mixed in some like maple syrup, and then tossed it in the freezer. So it was sort of like akin to an ice cream thing. That actually did taste really good, but it was like, nah, man, you can't just like straight air fry a banana. Like, you have to batter that shit if you're gonna do that. But like, I don't. I I think you'd have a much better shot at deep frying a banana. You can deep fry anything. Oh yeah, you can. Deep you cannot fry air fry anything. anything because air frying takes way fucking longer. So if you don't have, if it's not, it doesn't. If it doesn't have enough natural structure, it's just going to turn to mush. Yes. All right, let's keep on keeping on because uh, I'm going to have to take a uh, steal a mirror soon, and uh, you know if we're going to do that, we should take a smoke break as well. So let's try and get through some beers. Beers, beers, beers. All right. So the next one we had was Slushy XL Magic Mushroom. They also clearly have a huge thing for Nintendo games, which is kind oh, of cool. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, this one was actually kind of kind of kind of awesome again i think that it could have been a little bit more awesome but this one was a strawberries and cream slushy that was conditioned on double strawberry strawberry cotton candy floss lactose marshmallow and vanilla cream um i think that i can't remember exactly what it was that like didn't sell me as much as the first couple of did couple did but like it was not a bad rendition of like a strawberries and cream beer at all. Yeah, there was a lot that I liked about it. And like we both gave it a 4.25. I, I can't think I can't remember how we would have improved it to make it a higher score. But um, yeah, it was still really tasty. It just wasn't like quite what I wanted it to be. Maybe if they went like triple strawberry or uh, yeah i don't don't remember if it was i don't remember exactly what i think what it is is that they don't always get the candy or lactose flavors across to come across real well they do they generally do a really good job of getting basically any fruit flavor to come across um and i think that like i i think that it's kind of the other flavors because like vanilla is noticeably there but like Vanilla, when combined with the right things, comes out a lot more creamy. Like, vanilla is um, a versatile and can be very fairly powerful flavor, but, like, you need to use it right. Because oh. it will change drastically depending on, A, what vanilla you're using, and B, what you're pairing it with. See, now, my guess was it was more likely than not the artificial strawberry that they used for the uh, strawberry cotton candy floss. That's entirely possible. Because, um, like, fake some strawberry, are... fake strawberry is fucking gross. I agree. Um, strawberries themselves, I love artificial strawberry. I tend to lean away from. Although, again, to give you an example of, like, something that uses an artificial strawberry candy in its formula and works out great, I just had it again last night. Basic bitch. The um, strawberry... Starburst 
uh, candy sour from oh, Pipe Dream. Yeah, that was really tasty. Like, I don't usually like artificial strawberry. They somehow made that really work. Like, I think that it works in the sense of it tasting like candy, though. Yeah, and maybe that's the problem is like maybe if you're combining artificial strawberry with real strawberry, it's like the artificial one is kind of both blowing it out and like co- like kind of combating with the the fruit flavor. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I, I I think that we all have kind of fairly strong opinions about particular artificial flavors. Because, like, you don't, there, most fruits you need in, like, a candy, you're using an artificial flavor. Citrus, you don't really have to. That's kind of the beauty of citrus. Like, you're more or less getting what, you know, what you should be. Although, like, artificial, you know, when it comes to that kind of shit, lemon is the least good. Generally. Yeah, lemon's fucking... Artificial lemons, gross and everything. Lime is my ride or die. Lime and grapefruit. Yeah. I mean, I do love me some oranges, but like artificial oranges, kind of, it's, it's fine. I mean, it's fucking orange juice. Yeah, I know. But like, well, yeah, basically. Yeah. Like, Zom- if you drink well, zombie orange juice, it, it is flavored with artificial orange. I mean, that's the thing. Like I said, you don't really need to use artificial flavoring with citruses because like, such a huge component of their flavor is citric acid. But like, yeah, you can do better or worse at that. Lime, bitches, lime. Motorcycle guy on Pawtucket Boulevard, go vroom. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Did uh, anyone teach him to ride a motorcycle? <laughs> anyone. Uh, it's too bad we're not on show. Maybe I'll cut that back earlier. Yeah, why not? All right. So, keeping on, keeping on, I believe that I was up next when it comes to the introduction of a beer. Boo! (laughs) So, I get to introduce the one fucking New England beer that we're talking about in this episode. And it was... Yeah, we had a New England beer. It was kind of merp. Um, the beer was from Foam Brewers. It was called Alien Observer. It's a ghost-style sour ale conditioned with dragon fruit, grapefruit, and sea salt. I can't remember what the hell we dislike so much about this, but I think the fruit flavors balls. didn't come through well. Oh yeah, it was more just like a goes instead of you know dragon fruit, grapefruit goes. Yeah. yeah, that's what was so disappointing about it. So, yeah, if you buy into the hype on foam, I would probably stick to their IPAs. Oh, yeah, because it's their IPAs that they do, like, bomb.com. Yeah. Why am I... Oh, I know I'm saying that. Because of um, Turning Red, one of the characters uses that line, because it's supposed to be set in, like, 2003, I think. And it's like, yeah... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, w- would you like to take us into a weird shit corner, Emily? 
uh, da da da, weird shit corner, da, something. Um, so next, last, whatever. We have we one had... more. We have one more after this. Actually, no. Let's talk about our one more, and then we'll go into our weird shit corner. So here, I'll do our one more, and then you can do our weird shit corner because, you know, our weird shit corner is awesome. Um, we had Ectogasm from Drecker, again out of Fargo, North Dakota. Um, it said it's a, a. New eh. Uh, said it's a New England style IPA with Citra and Mosaic, and I enjoyed it more than Emily did, but it still wasn't that great. Yeah. I mean, I'm always willing to try non-New England breweries doing New England style IPAs, because some of them do really, really well with it. I would argue that the ones that generally do better with it are probably from the northeast in general like uh new york brewers do pretty well with that style um yeah um honestly and, it it felt like it was something that was caught trying to call itself a new england ipa but instead feels like it should be i don't know i feel like there should be a, a midwest generic east coast or something oh, oh, well like even a midwest ipa yeah, because it had more of those like more hops in the whirlpool, more resinous kind of flavors that you get from like the West Coast. Yeah, but it had the like unfiltered aspect of the East Coast. Did it though? Because the you, the thing did were were we pouring this out? Did we pour this out? Um, I can't remember. No, because all of my glassware was already packed. Right. Um, but it claims to be a New England, so it makes me think it should be unfiltered. It should be, but that doesn't mean it is. Um, yeah. I have absolutely, that's one of the things, like like I said, I you know went to a bar in Salt Lake City that was actually really good, and again, shocking because I was in Salt Lake City, but I got a Utah New England style IPA, and they handed me, you know, a goblet glass, and I could not entirely see through it, but mostly. Yeah. And I was like, nope. Immediately, no. Like, there are definitely times where you can look at a non-New England brewery trying to do a quote-unquote New England-style IPA and being like, bro, you filtered the shit out of this. Like, immediately, it's wrong. Like, it should be... I mean... I don't get totally offended as long as the flavor's pretty on par. If you can like I'll see through it a little bit, like it doesn't have to be completely opaque, but like really it should be completely opaque. Like you should be able to like wildly wave a hand behind it and it like right behind it. And you shouldn't be able to see shit. Where did my fingers go? Because I have no object permanence. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, it's like you shouldn't even be able to see movement. Like there are times where it's like, okay, I can see movement, but I can't really make out detail. And it's like, yeah, it's not great, but that's fine. Yeah. Like, nah, man, if I can see my fucking hand moving, you did it wrong. Indeed. Mm. All right, now our final um, beverage today that we're going to talk about is our Weird Shit Corner. Emily, would you like to talk about our Weird Shit Corner? Yeah, since I did the worst, dumbest, 
mini theme song for that ever. Yes. Yeah, that's way too good. I I was like, weird shit corner. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so folks, we've managed to discover how to make apparently the best hard seltzer ever. We didn't discover how to make it. We just drank a hard seltzer that was actually like, fucking bomb as hell. Um, had, had flavor that didn't suck. <laughs> um, so let me introduce what it is, and then I'll explain like what what I like about it and what I think is kind of wrong for the style, but it still makes me like it better. Um, yes. <laughs> so this was shocker, a four fifty north. So four fifty <gasps> north now apparently makes hard seltzers. But considering these people are fucking nerds for smoothie style things, it is a smoothie style hard seltzer. So this is called Smoothie Fang Tang. It is with orange tangerine tang drink mix. If Shout out to other 90s kids out there. And banana. Shout out to the fucking space program, man. Um, yeah, that too. Um, yeah, man, like this is like, if you had handed this to me and said, tell me what it is, I would have told you it was a smoothie style sour beer. Yep. Um, other than, you know, like there, there were very few flavor differences between this and a smoothie style beer, because again, the, when you're using, when you're doing a beer that's a sour generally speaking you're using hops that are dry aged so they do not impart a lot of like little to no um like terpenes and flavonoids the shit that you're expecting to get out of a new england style ipa yes um so i would have i could have i i would have easily guessed that this was just like a basic berliner basically with a bunch of like cool shit in it but no it's technically a hard seltzer um, and so what I really liked about this was the fact that it's a hard seltzer that has real fucking flavor in it. Well, cause it has real fucking fruit in it. Yes. It has real fucking fruit in it. But <laughs> from the perspective of people there, cause there are a lot of people who drink hard seltzers because they are like lower in calories uh, than a beer. Yeah. You're not you're you're not getting that fucking calorie savings here that much. Like the fact that you don't have malt in it isn't really going to save you anything. Um, I mean, it probably saves you something, but something. Like, all but the other shit that they put into it means that it has a fairly high caloric content for uh, what people are hoping for from a seltzer. Right, exactly. Um, because more or less what you're expecting from a seltzer is that your only caloric content would be coming from the alcohol itself because in yes. case you in case you're one of those people who's like, Oh, I get a diet vodka and tonic because it has no calories and it's like, no, it has a lot fewer calories than most other things you're going to drink, but it doesn't have zero calories because alcohol is a carb, in case you didn't fucking know how biochemistry works. Um Alcohol itself has calories. If yeah. you drank nothing but if you drank Everclear, it has calories because it has alcohol. Anyway, soapbox stepping yeah. stepping off my soapbox. Um, 
alcohol has caloric content because it has energy inside of it. Correct. Um, the 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 um, more the more color it has, in theory, the the more caloric content it has. Um, is it is it C two O H as like um, a base alcohol molecule? Uh, fuck. What is? Oh, god damn it! It's the OH is correct, but like it, so, eth- ethyl alcohol is usually abbreviated as ETOH. Uh, uh, I ETOH, think it, yeah. I think it's actually C two H six OH. I think oh, that yeah. it's two no, carbons. You're right. You're right. It, it's C two H six OH. Yeah. Um. I. No. Uh, so it's um. I because because uh C H three OH would be methyl alcohol. Okay. All right. Hey. Welcome to Science Talk, guys. CH4 is a methyl. Like, if you just had, like, filling the whole thing with hydrogens, it's it's CH4. Um, So, methyl, ethyl, um, and then I think butyl is the next. So, uh, there's, but iso, so iso, oh, I think it's propanol would be the next, but there's isopropanol is the one that we're all familiar with so that's three carbons but like instead of having so like regular propanol is three carbons in a row uh isopropanol which is the thing that we all use is like rubbing alcohol that smells like shit uh you can use ethyl alcohol but it you know uh it seems to be less common isopropanol is the one that we're mostly familiar with the difference is, is that the instead of being connected in a chain the carbons are connected like you kind of have like a central one that like acts like a like a v so it's just a different it's the same atomic you know it's the same number of atoms but it's a different atomic structure yes so that is your helpful reminder to study your organic chemistry um, yeah, bitches. Uh, if you are ha- if you're having trouble with things like chirality, um, buy yourself one of those molecular modeling kits because, man, I am telling you that like fucking around with things in a physical space really helps you understand it in a like conceptual two D way. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, Fang Tang. It was fucking delicious. I would not have guessed that it was a seltzer. Um, I'm sure that given its caloric content, it, well, technically a seltzer because of the absence of hops, it it is not saving you calories. Maybe maybe some, but not much. But the thing I will say is that I'm guessing that the other thing that you're missing here is the malt. Um, I don't really. No, cause you I, still you still need malt. Even do you? Yeah, even like so, seltzers drink, are not gluten free. Correct. Okay. I mean, I'm sure that there are some, but they are malted beverages. Ah. Like, well, ultimately, that's what they are. That's where you get the alcohol from. Because you can derive alcohol from plenty of other places. I just don't know how seltzers are generally made, because I don't really pay a lot of attention to that. Well, I mean, best of my understanding, they're malted beverages. Well, I could some be of that shit is, but... Yeah. Um... I, I remember Smirnoff Ices. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, so do I. Uh, we is old, like, folks. We is old. If you're gonna do it right, you get a Smirnoff. You get like a six or a Smirnoff ice green apple, and you get a bottle of sour apple pucker, and then you like <clears throat> cap the uh, um, 
Smirnov Ice with the pucker. Yeah. Diabetic coma, here I come. Vomiting <laughs> in a projectile fashion, here I come. Just vomiting the flavor of artificial Granny Smith. That yes. just sounds terrible that's why i can't do artificial green <laughs> apple you go you go okay i can't do artificial vanilla and i can't do artificial green apple because i uh in my younger days went to frat parties and uh l- ice luges were a f- huge fucking thing in the early aughts um <laughs> and yeah so uh having too much green apple vodka slash pucker and having too much vanilla vodka poured down my throat in an ice luge is the reason that I can no longer have stand either one of those artificial flavors unless they are like significantly different than like what I've experienced in the past. Yeah. Uh, Makes me think that you. I've never thrown up artificial watermelon. I've just always hated it. That's different. Yeah. Makes me think you wouldn't like how I drink my black Russians when I occasionally get them. Why do you? Uh, well, no. Okay. I'm assuming that means that you do it with vanilla vodka. Yep. Um, that's not as much of a problem because the artificial vanilla is not going to be the prominent flavor. If you're doing it in a white Russian, the coffee is going to take over the artificial vanilla and at best the artificial vanilla is going to complement it. Well, I do black Russians, but the same thing happens without the milk. I know. I'm still yeah. saying, like, it, the, the, the Kahlua is enough to fix that problem. Coffee is an extremely strong flavor. Uh, folks, if you ever need to cleanse your palate, either your nasal palate or your oral palate, coffee is probably the best thing you can use to do it because it has a strong flavor that will also basically dislodge anything else that's in stuck in those receptors um i i don't know that it works quite as well for taste receptors but it absolutely fucking works like so if you've ever been to like a place that like sells perfumes or whatever and you see they have jars of coffee beans that's why because it will more or less like dislodge anything that's stuck in your uh um the nasal receptors that are picking up things like terpenes so yes it real good also, coffee is life. Fuck everyone who doesn't think so. Oh, man. My cousin Heather, she's not a fan of the bean juice. And it's like, no, all bow to bean juice. Uh, yeah. I think I think that she uh, drinks leaves instead. I mean, I, I okay. I like tea. I'm not going to lie. There is a chance. There's not an insignificant chance. And also, what the fuck are my neighbors doing? There is not an insignificant chance that we will see coffee go extinct during our lifetimes. Oh, no. In, in which case, it's like, again. Uh, Wait a second. Is fringe reality coming true? I wish I could say that it definitely wasn't, but like, there's definitely aspects of it that are. Womp womp. What, you didn't realize oh, also... that coffee is like... Uh, having a real hard time with climate change because it's a plant that grows in a very narrow climate band Um, like it has to grow i didn't realize because it's not something i thought about also be careful about eating your mic oh well chocolate too is having kind of an issue they they tend to grow in narrow climate bands but i care less about that i care more about coffee yeah no coffee is coffee's fucking life uh 
uh, Captain Janeway is my spirit animal. Um, Which is why we need fucking replicators so that we don't need to keep on relying on this shit. Yeah. It's like, man, I could eat all the meat I want without ever killing a single animal. Why the fuck don't we... uh, Well, because it's a challenge to do that. Like... No, we... Like, I think that... Art, well, we have Rep- artificial meats. We have essentially lab-grown proteins. That's not... Well, we're getting there. But yeah, like our, our artificial meats at this point are still plant Stop eating your mic. <laughs> Stop eating your dick. If I could, I would. And I'd make like hundreds of thousands of dollars doing it on camera. <sighs> Man, that would be sweet, wouldn't it? Yeah. That sweet, sweet porn money. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, like, honestly, if I had anything that I could be a sex worker with, I would fucking be a sex worker. I mean, I, no, no, because if I had anything that I was willing to do that I could be a sex worker with, I would be a sex worker. I guarantee you there is a market for you. I just don't know how large it is and how well paying it is. Yeah. But like, let's put it this way. I'm pretty sure every single person on the fucking planet has a market. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't... don't know. I could always try my hand at phone sex operation because it's 1988 and that's still a thing. Honestly, I bet there are people out there who like are still into that. But you, you might want to tr- if you're going to get into that, do it before the boomers die, because I bet that that's probably going to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you there's fucking like, you know, 75 year old dudes out there being like, I just want to listen to a guy's sexy voice talk about jerking off or something. Yeah. And if you have any more questions about that, go to lemonparty.com. <laughs> it has. It, I think it's, that's the uh, second time it, that we've brought up Lemon Party. Yeah, we totally have. Minutes. I was going to say, uh, because uh, it's like, uh, you know. It's the uh, it's the website for you know throwing parties for Don Lemon, the CNN host. Yeah, who doesn't don't, like Don don't, Lemon? Don't think that it's anything else because you know you won't be like surprised and shocked and possibly throwing up when you go to that website. Hey man, at least it's not as bad as Two Girls One Cup, which I have never actually <sighs> seen. I've just seen reaction videos and have had spoilers on what it's about i was gonna say um like how bad is it that like how also how dark how dark and compartmentalized is my mind that i'm more willing to watch like people get violently eviscerated on video on the internet than i am to watch things like lemon party or two girls one cup I mean, I think that Lemon Party, because I've never actually gone to the website either. I think it's just a bunch of old dudes sucking and fucking. Um, yeah, which is, I don't Whereas, know. All right, so here, here you go, but... guys. Um, if I'm right about Lemon Party, that's what that is. Two mm. girls, one cup is, you know, two girls. Two girls shitting in a cup. Shitting in a cup. And, and then eating it? And consuming the shit. Yeah. I'm fairly certain. Yeah, like, it's like... There are very, I am fairly immune to a lot of things. Um, Like, if it's a thing that you could see in the course of, like, a normal medical practice, 
it do- visually it does not phase me um the main reason that i never went hard into the medical practice of any kind including nursing is one because uh if you think that if if you've ever worked retail or food service and you think that people have treated you like shit wait and find out what happens when you're the go between between them and their fucking insurance company I worked in a pharmacy for many years, and it is the reason I never became a fucking pharmacist, because I realized that my soul was going to die within 20 years. (laughs) I could not do, like, I couldn't see that future, like, completely inevitable future. There was no way that I wasn't going to have complete compassion fatigue at some point. And just stop giving a fuck about people and their problems. Oh, and if Um, you had joined that, your compassion fatigue would be happening now eight months ago yeah exactly um at at the latest oh my compassion (laughs) fatigue happened before i even get left pharmacy school considering like i worked retail for for most of my adult life until i got my master's and i will say that like you know people get like weird and shitty and i've definitely had people fucking make me cry like selling personal care products because that's what i did after i got out of pharmacy uh, cause I kind of have a passion for that too. And I never felt as personally threatened by violence as I did when I was in pharmacy. Like if you're the go between, between somebody who like wants a medication and their insurance company, who's denying it, you would be surprised how willing people are to, uh, use violence and get extremely terrifying and get up like straight up right in your face and actually like assault you. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised, and I'm sure it's even worse now. Yeah, it's probably even worse now, um, and I cannot imagine, like, being in the healthcare field. Like, like that's the thing, is it's like, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of torn. Like, the reason I never pulled the trigger on doing anything about, like, my really negative experience, you know, prior to surgery is because, like, how do I know that like all of those women haven't been dealing with people who have been like physically assaulting them and shit like day after day or like screaming at them because they're anti-vaxxers or whatever. And they've been going through the whole fucking pandemic, like dealing with people like that. And like, they just can't react to my crying anymore because they've had to shut themselves down so much because otherwise they're going to have to quit. I mean, it makes sense. It's just like, Oh man. No, I know. I, I like I'm not saying that what they did was right, but I'm also not saying that like me making their lives even harder when their lives are already fucking shit right yeah. now is going to do anything other than make you feel slightly better but then slightly shittier because you're making their lives harder when their lives have already been hard enough right now. Yeah, that's kind of why I figured like talking about it to my surgeon was a better call because like hopefully she can say something like hey, like I know you guys are having a really rough time right now, but like this patient feel felt like really um, alone and afraid because of the way you guys were acting. And like, you know, I understand like what you're going through, but like that shit's not cool. Yeah. Like, I think that comes way better coming from a peer than coming from a supervisor. So, or like a relative peer. So, yeah. Hopefully like I've said enough to make positive change without fucking their lives up more than they've already been fucked up so you know because like i can't imagine if you're at like a big hospital that your life has been all that great for a few years so 
No, honestly, like, there are many professions that I think should have, you know, mandatory therapy. Yeah. And but nursing. The problem is, is, is they don't give you enough them. time to actually have, like, a nope. life. They would expect you to fit that into your, like, eight hours of personal time a day if you no, even get that. No, well, that, should, that should be programmed into your work week. Oh, no. I mean, again. Like, uh, should be being the operant words. In case we have any, like, older Gen Xers or, like, boomers listening to this podcast, in case you were wondering, um, a lot of us are feeling like we're going to see, uh, if not a general strike, we're going to see a straight-up goddamn revolution during our lifetime. Like We keep it, on hoping. Well, okay. I'm hoping for the general strike and, like, having that kind of, like, nonviolent but like very, very clear protesting uh, be enough because if we go full on French Revolution, shit's going to get real weird. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I keep on it, like... Because of the uh, the uh, amount of people in this nation that are armed, I think it's going to get yeah. real weird. Um, which is, again, I... why I say like, I understand liberals who don't like guns, but like, even if you don't own, even if you don't want to own one, you should know how to use one. Should know how to use one. You should definitely know how to use one. Like, I am not a human that ever wants to own guns. I would like to know how to use guns. I'm a human I mean, who wants to own guns and never wants to use them against people, but I absolutely fucking will if I have to. If I have to, yes. Yeah. I think that, like, you know, prince, like, basic practice alone, I would be able to quickly figure it out. It won't I'd take probably you that have, long, I know I, you. I, yeah, I'd probably have, like, shit aim, but I don't actually want to kill anybody unless I have to. Yeah, but, but I you keep might on also... Saying, I keep on saying, like, all we have to do is eat one billionaire, and then the rest will fall in line. Oh, yeah. I mean, that still seems like a better option to me at this point than, um, you know, the, the full-on French Revolution where we, like... Because, like, okay, let's get real, people. You're... you're it, if if you're watching what's going on in the world today, you know that like shit's going on in Ukraine and Russia and you know that Russia is largely run by oligarchs. Which... I was so hopeful that that shit would die out after like a week. Yeah. Here we are um, like a month and change in. I don't and, like, I don't know how well Russia's face. going to do, but um, Putin fuckface keeps on trying to be like, oh, we didn't do that. They did that as a black flag. And it's like, no, if anything, like you assholes did the bombing of your own fuel station 30 miles away from the border as a black flag because you fucking project. Oh, my God. I yeah. need to piss and I want to P smoke and I see you smoking, but I need to say a thing before I do. P Putin is a huge fan of... Uh false flag operations in general he's also a big fan of uh poisoning people so that it's like hard to trace which like i i know a lot of people will see as the coward's way out no that's that's the smart guy who wants to be able to kill people with impunity's way out not even smart guy just egotistical asshole but um before, he's not, a, hey, he's hey, not hey. an idiot i want to say he's not an idiot but I wouldn't call him smart either. He's a brute. He's you can he, be both. I will, I will That's call, actually I the will, worst combination. I was gonna say I will call him a smarter brute, but he's still a brute. 
No, unfortunately, um, he's probably smarter than you're giving him credit for. Probably. That's why he's so fucking dangerous. Yeah. He needs to be allegedly. Not going to finish that statement. It's not like I'm going to kill the president of Russia. Dude, I'm you not. can't get arrested here for doing for saying that. No, uh, well, no, I, I always keep on thinking of the fucking state joke from that one. I think it was yes. only one episode. Of, yeah. Hey, I'm cool and I'm famous enough, so I can say that I'm going to kill the president. And then they keep <laughs> hauling <laughs> you off. Yeah. Um, um. No, I need to say something because you're fucking say. smoking. I need to piss, and I want to smoke too. So we're taking a break after I say this and probably hash or we it out could just end fast. or whatever or, or we could probably just end um i was shocked i was shocked and astonished today uh the news was on and it was talking about you know russia ukraine my grandmother was there and she was saying if our last president was there he'd be dead already speaking about putin and it made me raise a number of questions about my grandmother I'm sorry to any family members who end up listening to this and your opinion of our grandmother ends up slightly changing, but like what in the actual fuck? Because our previous president was a puppet to Putin instead of our current president, who is just honestly, I'm not going to lie, kind of spineless, but our he's previous new- president would not have like ordered he, he's the, the fucking same- death of Putin. No, um, Biden is at best like a neoliberal, you know, at best. Idiot. Um, again, yes, he, I will say idiot. He's not him. even a boomer. He's too old. He's actually greatest generation. Um, I think that there are a lot of people who don't quite understand like how shit in the modern world works. And like, again, this is how, you know, Putin's not an idiot because he's actually managed to figure out how to play the game really well. No, Um, Putin has cut up with, it has kept up with the technological game. Like, honestly, and and he stepped in back for long enough that it gave people a false sense of security. Yes. Um, Again, especially, especially Russians. Yes. I, I, again, I went to, I went to Russia in the time of Medvedev and they absolutely remembered the USSR and they were like, yeah, but Putin's, you know, out of power now. And it's like, uh, you realize that like, he's more or less being like, Hey, Medvedev do this. Hey, Medvedev do this. Like, come on, man. Like that's the smart way to play it. And like, that's the thing is, the reason that the conservatives have gained so much power over the last, you know, 40, 50, 60 years is because they play the game better than the liberals do. The liberals try way too hard to um, do the whole, you know, meet in the middle, both sides crap. And that's how we keep getting pushed farther and farther yep. right. Um, yep. And that's the problem is that we need to get to a point where all of the boomers and like, I, 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 there are a lot of boomers that I love. There are a lot of greatest generation people that I love. You all need to fucking die because you clearly cannot <laughs> get a good enough grasp on how the fuck we need to get out of this. Because the only way we get out of this is fighting fire with fire. And like, you need to stop being fucking politically correct. You need to stop being nice uh, and trying to meet in not the middle even politically because correct. It's, you need to stop being nice and trying to meet in the middle they yeah. have no desire to meet in the middle with you like because they are just driving working... you farther and farther right ever Dude, since the days of fucking been... nixon 
Okay, before Nixon. I know. Phyllis Stop. Schlafly, like people, like like people in the um the the eugenics movement. Yes. Phyllis Schlafly was part of that. Phyllis Schlafly, like if you don't know anything about Phyllis Schlafly, go fucking read something because seriously, that is a good example of like how our modern conservative party f- started forming in like the 40s and 50s. Like seriously, man, we have fucked this shit into oblivion and the only way we can potentially get it back is to actually fight the way that they fight. Yes. Um, Period. E- e- even before that, like the history liberals need guns i'm sorry like i know that sounds terrible but for fuck's sake like we or at least know how to use them we need to match their level of intensity and power even if we are not as readily willing to use them you need to have the capability the capability is what's important all right. Um, I was going to talk about the Kellogg's family in terms of eugenics for a minute there. Oh, but man. hey, yeah. if you want to know about that, then listen to Behind the Bastards. He did multiple episodes. Also, he did a six part series on Kissinger. And if you are young enough that you don't or didn't live through Kissinger, fucking listen to it because it would be very helpful for you to understand how the fuck we ended up here. My mother didn't even realize that Kissinger is responsible for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of deaths across the world. Millions. But yes, yeah. uh, is that your final word? Yes. Listen right. to Behind the Bastards. Listen to Behind the Bastards. That's the final word. Uh, we've been New England Beer Reviews. I've been TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick. Maybe next time we will soul exchange. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can give us money. We forgot the mid-episode plug. You can give us money at patreon.com backslash N-E-B-R. That's the initials of our show, New England Beer Help Reviews. Help buy us beer so I am not paying for all of it. This is an expensive hobby. That's patreon.com backslash N-E-B-R. I've been TJ Davis. She's been Emily Schick. <sighs> Fucking Just bye. say bye. Bye. We love you.